0: Welcome to Misfits and Mystics Podcast, where we have conversations intersecting faith, mental health, artistry, and social justice. We're so glad you're here. So get cozy.
1: But not too cozy, because we do keep it real on this podcast. Listen with care. And enjoy. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very tired but I'm like extremely happy that it's the weekend. Feel like I've been crawling to this weekend. Yes. So, it's pretty good energy in the air even though I am so very tired. <laughs> well, you made it, friend. I did. <laughs> I made it, okay? We made it. We did cuz girl. <laughs> cuz <'Cause> girl. <laughs> That's all I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) say. Well, um, welcome everyone who is listening. Um, As you know, if you have been listening, we have been doing a series on sex this month. And so we're continuing that um, by talking about something special today. So last week's episode, um, you know, was about sex, clearly. (laughs) And after we ended the podcast, um, Avery and I continued talking and somehow stumbled into the topic of BDSM and kinks. Don't remember how. Do you remember how? I don't.
0: I just remember uh, after recording, um, we started FaceTiming because um, you wanted to know what Nomi looked like. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And um, there was a chicken in my street and... <laughs> The next thing I know, I was eating like apple pie (laughs) and maybe I asked you about food and sex. I don't know. And I remember
1: that being mentioned.
0: Yeah. I just remember I was eating apple pie and ice cream and we were probably just like having just a, just a check in conversation but since we were already on the topic of sex, maybe we were just talking yeah. about some personal things, um, just amongst us friends. And then, I don't know, I guess I just started randomly asking you about food and sex. And then that kind of <laughs> segued into, us. I was like, we should talk about kinks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. That was, that was definitely uh, a happened upon conversation. But it's good yeah. because it literally brought us into our next episode. Well, this episode. Yes. So um, here we are. And I'm excited to talk about it. But I'm also nervous because I did make a comment about how <laughs> people um, don't like talking about um, their personal sexual lives. Like they'll t- engage in conversation just about general um, sex. But when it comes to them, them personally, they they like shy away from it. And I remember when we were talking, you asked me something. Oh, when we were talking about doing this episode and I was like, oh, yeah, not going to share that information. And you Mm -hmm. were like, you just said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yes, I mean, that's still a thing. But I found a way to share without sharing everything. But we'll see where this goes, because I feel like. You know, we never, we we plan our episodes, but we don't plan the conversation necessarily. Like, you know, right. we're not reading a script or anything. So knowing you, you might ask me a question that <laughs> leads to all the right answers. So I'm a little nervous, but okay. I, I'm mostly excited. It's okay. <laughs> I'll try to share as much as I can. Uh, you don't have to share if you're not I know. comfortable sharing. No, no, I know that, but I like sharing. That's the thing. Okay. So it's just, you know, but I, I think I'm just used to sharing in more intimate um, settings, spaces, yeah. groups. We all are. We all yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like getting on a stage and being like, yeah, so this is my kink. Mm-hmm. A little different, but here we are. We're gonna do this shit. Let's get it cracking. All right. So, but um, before we get into the conversation, I wanted to play a game um that I found called Make oh, Me okay. Admit Stuff. Okay. <laughs> you and your games, Alicia. I, know.
0: <laughs> I love games, they're so great.
1: <laughs> so the game is called Make Me Admit Stuff. So the way this works is you, Abra, you will pick a number between one and sixty-eight. And you'll also choose A or B. Okay. And then I'll read the question and we both have to answer it. Okay. All right. Let me pull up the questions. Okay. All right. (laughs) So go ahead. Wait, wait. Pause, pause. Actually, okay. So if you choose A, then it's 1 through 56. Okay. If you choose B, then it's 1 through 68. Okay. 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 Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to... Pick A, and
0: I want the number 14. 14.
1: Bro, why did I just look at that question right before?
0: Oh, God.
1: Picked it. (laughs) Okay. So, A14 says, do you have any kinks? (laughs) Started out strong.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, yes. I, I mean, I, I think so. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like
1: to watch people. <laughs> okay. Like, in, like you're in the room or you mean like, just like porn? Um, well, I'm open to watching like
0: People In the room mm-hmm. <laughs> But obviously like Well I don't think I would consider Porn a kink like I'm not <sighs> Like yes I've watched porn But like it's not Like a necessity And not that I think kinks are a necessity But like I don't know if I would Consider that a kink but like yeah. I And even just without sex like I like People watching mmm So, if I like people watching, then obviously I'm, like, open to the idea of, like, watching people engage in sexual activities. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I, uh, uh,
1: okay, you go. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm actually going to stay on the line of that since you started that. Um, And... I believe, I'm not completely sure, but I believe that I am on the opposite side that at times I like the thrill of people watching. Hmm. So I'm the one engaging and people are watching. Okay. But I say at times because I also know like there are times when I'm in a certain space mindset and I'm just like, no, this is a very private like thing if you're not a part of this you don't need to be a part of it but then there are other times where I'm like that's like you know the different parts of me though Mm -hmm. so yes it depends on who I am that day (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) So yeah
0: yeah I would I would probably say the same thing because like obviously I don't want to intrude on people's private time yeah. but obviously everything that I'm doing is hopefully done with consent on all sides yeah. so you know I would hope to be invited <laughs> <laughs> to watch and then the people inviting me to watch will feel comfortable me watching so yeah
1: yeah so true all right pick another one
0: uh, okay let's st- go with B and I will go with Sixty? You said
1: sixty. Yeah. Okay. So B sixty <laughs> says, "Do you wear slippers?" <laughs> what the heck? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> you want <having> something more? <laughs>
0: right. That was very vanilla, but okay. It, it, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Sometimes,
1: particularly in the um colder months. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um. So I, I have never really been one to wear slippers or what I would actually call house shoes. I would never say slippers, by the way. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) House shoes. (laughs) But my friend has these house shoes and um, she got them, I think around, No, it was a little bit before Christmas, but it was like during the winter, last winter. And. I was like, oh, my gosh, I love these. Mind you, my feet are bigger than hers. But every time I came over a her house, I would put my feet in her shoes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And she would just be like, girl, take off my shoes. And I'm like, but I really like them. They're so cute. They are really cute. Like, they're warm and fuzzy inside. And, like, you can see mm-hmm. the fuzziness. Um, but then on the outside, they're, like, glittery gold. It's super cute. Oh, so it's cute. the sho- So the shoes are, like, white and gold. Mm. Um, and so since I love those so much, she got me a pair for Christmas. I literally, it was, I literally almost cried. Like she got me a bunch of stuff that I like commented on in her house. Like, Oh, I really like this. I like this smell. I like blah, blah, blah. Um, and I've never had anybody do that for me. So I literally almost cried. But anyway, so I have the same slippers as her now. (laughs) <laughs> and so I usually wear those. And actually I found that I love wearing them while I drive, like for distance. Um, they're so comfortable to drive in, but also mm-hmm. not like bad because, you know, like certain shoes they tell you not to wear when you're driving. So you don't get your right. foot caught in, you know, whatever. They, it wasn't like that because it is like almost like a full shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately one of my babies was wearing them around the house last time I visited them and put them somewhere that made me forget them. So now they're not with me and I'm very upset about it, but it's okay. I'll get them back. Yes. Yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> I want
0: That's such All a right. random, like such a random shift from like, what are your kinks to like, I know, shoes. right? <laughs> okay let's do um like two or three more okay um I want to get into the juicy stuff let's do
1: like a one okay oh so a one says what tends to feel better for you sex or masturbation uh masturbation okay um hmm I I would have to say it depends I mean, you know, masturbation, I know what I like, what I want mm-hmm. in that moment, but it, I mean, it really is a different experience when someone else is pleasing you and it yeah. depends on, it depends on who it is. Like if you were to ask me, it would I do masturbation or sex with like a particular person, then I feel like that might change my answer. I'm not saying, like, one person, but I'm saying, like, you know, if you set that up against different people, then it would depend. So I I can't just give one answer to that. Okay.
0: Yeah, like, I... I, um I... mm, I, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I feel... Okay, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about a little bit last week. Like, I... I think it, it does depend because, well, I want to preface, I've said this before, but for those of pe- listeners that are, like, jumping around with episodes, like, I've only had one um, experience with one other person um, when it comes to sexual encounters or whatever, so I I would say that, like, that's difficult for me to answer because, obviously, like, masturbating feels good because it's yes. like yeah. you... Like, um but I I found it pleasurable pleasing the other person, but it was like pleasurable in a different way than like you getting off. Does that make right.
1: sense? Yeah, yeah.
0: So I don't know. Yeah, I guess whatever. <laughs> I, I guess get it what depends you're saying. on like what feels better. Like it feels different, but it's both like good.
1: yeah for sure okay yeah okay I'm gonna tell you if you want to get more of the kink questions you should choose Mm -hmm. everything from a okay (laughs) (laughs) um well then let's do a (laughs) 27 it says this is actually not well it could be a kink actually so A27 says, Do you care if your partner sees you going to the bathroom? No. <laughs> I don't either. I actually like <laughs> my my ex, we would literally sit in the bathroom with each other. Like oh, that's all your adorable. Pooping.
0: That's You're adorable. Pooping.
1: Cool. Let's sit here and have whole conversations. Yeah, that's I so adorable. That was great. Yeah. It was great. I was like, this is a different level of comfort, and I'm so here for it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I pee in front of my friends all the time. And, like, um, I'm pretty sure I've, like, pooped in front of, like, closer friends that feel comfortable with that. So, mm-hmm. you know.
1: <laughs> so, of course, like, I would feel comfortable with my partner. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like I do have times where I'm like, mm-mm, get out. You know, yeah. like, if you know it's about to be bad, <laughs> <laughs> you usually like, mm, you should probably go. Right, right but, right. but I feel, I feel like I've also had times where, like, people, the person has been like, "You should probably get out," and I'm like, "I don't care." And mm-hmm. it can be bad, but like, you know, when <laughs> you having that conversation and you also just love that person, you just be like, "Listen, you stink," but I'm trying to talk to you about something, so we just gonna keep talking. <laughs> so.
0: You know, my roommate and I, one of my old roommates slash best friend um we when we lived together we used to um have conversations while one was in the shower so like Mm -hmm. one of us would just stay in the like in the bathroom while the other showering (laughs) to continue the conversation and then sometimes I'd be like well I need to like pee really quick so you know just so you know I'm peeing right like and (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then like so and then obviously the person like she would get out or I would get out of the shower and it was you know it's just a body like it's yeah not a big deal so I love
1: bathroom time
0: with people
1: (laughs) yeah because the bathroom is like one of my favorite places like it's a very calm safe space for me yeah so when I can share that with other people it's like we really connect because everybody doesn't get the privilege to be in here while i'm shitting so (laughs) yes so So let's yeah one more um
0: i want to do a
1: 35 okay so a 35 is a good one it says (laughs) have you ever masturbated to the point you got sore oh um I think so. I'm trying to like recall. Right. <laughs> That's my answer. I'm like, I've, I feel like I have, but I can't like. You know, I.
0: Okay. Like, not sore, but maybe a sense of feeling numb. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Without saying too
1: much. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, I feel like I have had the the numb feeling but also I think when when I think of sore it's just like extremely sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Now I have, let me shut up. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, moving on. Wow. Okay. Great. We, we might get into that later because of our conversation. Okay. So we're going to get into um, our main discussion, which is about BDSM and kinks.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I'm going to start out just by giving definitions so that we know what we're talking about and everyone else knows what we're talking about and we're not just talking. Right. So, in human sexuality, kinkiness is the use of non-conventional sexual practices, concepts, or fantasies. The term derives from the idea of a bend in one's sexual behavior to contrast such behavior with straight or vanilla sexual mores and proclivities. So, that's kink. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I looked up some types of kinks, fetishes. And it's from a website called Glamour, which, you know, probably not, like, well, I may have come from a professional. I don't really know. But I just wanted to see what the internet had to say. And so <laughs> they gave a list, basically saying this could very well be bullshit, but maybe not. Um, They gave a list from A to Z of kinks. So I'm going to read them really quickly. So we have age play, bondage, cuckolding. Dominance, electro-stimulation, foot fetish, gagging, humiliation, impact play, Japanese bondage, okay, chlysmophilia, limits, masochism, nylons, objectum sexuality, pregnancy fetishism, queerophilia, I think that's how you say it, role play, spectrophilia, tentacles, europhilia, voyeurism, whip Wax play, yoni egg, and zappers. Okay, I'm gonna admit that I've not heard of most of those things. Same, same. <laughs> I know a few, but right. most of them I don't. Yeah. Was, was there one that like stood out that you like? Oh, what is that?
0: Um, I hadn't heard of what was it. Clismophilia Yeah And like There's a difference between regular bondage And Japanese bondage <laughs> <laughs> Is what I Is what I'm you know Nylons Just
1: all of it really <laughs> Okay well I can give you uh, the definition For Clismophilia and Queerophilia okay. Which I don't know if I'm saying the second, second one right Okay. But, um, clismophilia refers to the receiving of sexual arousal from introducing liquids into the rectum and colon via the anus, which I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> Just pained me a little bit. hmm <laughs> But yeah. So it says this paraphilia often involves the use of enemas. So like, okay. 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 People like that feeling, which you. Yeah. Ah, okay. I, I want to say I could see how that Mm -hmm. would be a good feeling but not like I can't really see because I don't know but there's that and then queerophilia is a sexual fetish for hands which is crazy because if I see a word like that I would think that it's going to be something so much bigger right and that's so simple which now that I have the terminology for it I can tell people because I know a lot of women who are turned on by men's hands. Mm. I've, I've heard it mostly from women talking about men's hands. I'm sure. There are so many people who. Just I like, like hands. I like hands. Does it, is it just, do you know if it's just um,
0: like the sight of different hands or the feeling of hands?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. Let's look up more.
0: Because I, I am have a kind of a fixation about hands but I like holding hands and I like feeling hands and like the um the different surfaces and the knuckles and like you know I just like hands (laughs) Mm -hmm. so (laughs) I guess like when you asked me earlier you know do you have
1: kinks like, well, I guess, hands? I yeah. don't know. So, um, they just broke it down to a hand, hand fetishism. Mm-hmm. And it says that this may include the sexual attraction to a specific area such as fingers, palm, or nails, or the attraction to a specific action performed by the hands, which may otherwise be considered non-sexual, such as washing or drying dishes. This fetish Mm -hmm. may manifest itself as a desire to experience physical interaction or as a source of sexual fantasy. So, I think it's, like like they said, specific parts of the hand, but then, like, how it's used. And they, like, go on to talk about um, hand fetishism being recognized by the porn industry. But it's Mm -hmm. usually just, like, you know, seen or, like, focused on when it comes to, like, hand jobs and, you know got you that type of stuff
0: but even when you were saying like even just the attraction in a non-sexual way like I noticed that like when I'm watching movies or tv shows and they have characters typing or texting like I really enjoy like watching the hands like type Mm
1: -hmm. like the
0: fingers and like I like when fingers whether they are masculine or feminine hands I guess um if they're polished in some way Mm -hmm. like I really like when characters have like dark nail polish and they're typing something and then I love holding people's hands so if you've held my hand (laughs) not to be a creep or anything and it's not always sexual for me. Like, yeah. let me put that out there because I'm pretty sure all of my friends are probably like, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> right now. Let me just say that it's not always sexual. It's just like a thing. But I guess it could be sexual. Like, you know, but yeah, yeah. it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What about you? Was there anything on the list where you were like, oh, yeah, or oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Um, no, actually, now that I look back at this, I, I know or at least have heard of quite a few of them. But then it's like the ones that I don't know. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I do want to know what zappers are. Let me figure out what zappers are. So it says, a zapper is a cute nickname for an electro wand that is used as part of electrostimulation. They typically look like a magic wand that Harry Potter would use, except they're used to send shocks to the body. Zappers are frequently used as a part of DS play. I'm pretty sure that they mean dominant submissive um, play in which, yeah, in which the dominant shocks the subs. Though it sounds scary, zappers feel like a little sting, but it is still 100% okay if they're on your hard, no limit list. Uh, you can still be kinky and cool without zappers. I'd be shocked if they didn't scare you a teeny bit. <laughs> Interesting. It makes sense. I think I've actually seen that before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That
0: might, Okay, I was thinking like zap, like, oh, it's probably has something to do with shocking people. Um, but you know, yeah.
1: Interesting. Okay. So that's kinks. And now I'm going to move on to BDSM. Um, so BDSM is an overlapping abbreviation that stands for bondage and discipline, dominance and submission, sadism and masochism. Um, some BDSM Common categories that most people, well, let me not say most people. I know a lot of people have heard of are dominatrix, face-sitting. I feel like pegging became like a really big talked about thing in the last like couple years. Um, um, But other types are brat and brat tamer, daddy, mommy, masochist, degrader, degradee, exhibitionist, switch, boy, girl, master, mistress. Those are just some of them. There's plenty Mm -hmm. more. Um, And so there is a website (laughs) where you can take a short or long version of the test, (coughs) excuse me, to see how you rank in these different categories. Um, We'll put the the link out there. But Abra and I took the test and um, these results. Yeah. So I just want to know. What was your top two rankings and then what were your, what were your lowest two rankings? Okay. My top two, it said switch
0: and voyeur. So a switch is basically someone who, um, well, like basically what it says switches. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you're not always the dominant person, but you're not always the like submissive person either like you can kind of go back and forth between the two and it says that some prefer to switch with the same partner or partners often have a dominant play partner and submissive play partner but in either case they do not fit on one end of the spectrum so I guess I'm it's that kind of Fits like my personality, honestly, because you know me, I'm always like, eh, it depends. I'm down for whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, of other people, um, definitions vary with respect to whether those being watched should be aware of this or not. Voyeurs um, typically match well with ex- exhibitionists. So, those are my top two, and then my bottom two was age player and pets. And I guess I'll read what it said about age players. So age players like to play with age as part of their kink. They typically take on a much younger or older age than they actually are or prefer playing with a partner that does so. Attributes and behavior changes such as coloring books, speaking in childlike language, etc. are um, commonly paired with this to eat to enrich the context and make it more appropriate for the played age. Um, Yeah, I was kind of taken aback by that. Um, And then pets is property of their owner in daily life. Sexually or sexuality is not necessarily involved. This role often features some form of animal role play, although that is not, strictly a necessity so I also wanted to put out there like a little side note that BDSM doesn't always have to be sexual I believe so um like when they were you know some of these like categories I guess you could say like they tend to be say sometimes like it's not always sexual but it can be it just kind of depends on you know the person but yeah mm, yeah those are my results with top and bottom (laughs) no pun intended um (laughs) yeah I was um I definitely agree with the top two uh I guess The bottom, I mean, I guess that's why they're at the bottom, because I don't really resonate with those. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I like being 27 years old. (laughs) I want to be 27 years old in the bedroom, and the counter, and the wall, and wherever else we're going to do it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I like being human, so... There's that. But no shame to anybody who, you know, wants to play in different ways. But yeah, that's just not me.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna move on from here. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, what? (laughs) Oh (laughs) god. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah,
0: yeah. So (laughs) you was trying to see how long you could get away with that.
1: All right, so my top two, <laughs> um, my top two are Switch and Brat, which <laughs> I have started to admit to people more in like regular conversation that I can be a brat, mm-hmm. um, because <laughs> of the fact, like you said, it's not it's not necessarily a sexual thing, like I'm just. Right. I'm just I just have I'm not going to say that I'm a brat. I just have a brat in me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. sometimes she wants to come out. <laughs> and when it happens, when I tell you, it is the funniest thing because I'm so, you know, I'm I feel like I, I, I'm calm and like chill and I can be snappy at times, but like it's never really on purpose. But When that happens and I become snappy like that, especially when it has to do with me receiving attention from who I want attention from, like, it's it's just a whole different side of me. And I feel like people are like, what? Almost because, like, I think because of the fact that I'm so chill, sometimes people think that I don't care at all. Mm -hmm. So when I show that I care in that capacity, they're like, whoa. What is this? Like I thought you didn't care at all. And now you're like yelling at me about not calling you back in a certain amount of time <laughs> because you want my attention. I'm so confused, but that's me. Okay, so it is what it is. So um, you read Switch already. <laughs> you had a comment, you had something to say, Abra. <laughs> I feel like you got some shit to to say.
0: Well, now I think I remember, like, how we even got into this kink conversation. Um, what Was it about when I was at your house? Yes. <laughs> okay. And, okay, it's all coming back to me. Y'all, okay. Alicia came to stay with me over a weekend. And the first night she was here, I said you can sleep wherever you want. You can sleep in my room. You can sleep in the guest room. You can sleep on the couch. Like, what do you like? Where do you want to sleep? You know? And Alicia was like, I will sleep in your room. And then I was like, do you, you know, want to just, you, I was like, you can have my bed and I can sleep on the couch. Or she's like, no, I'll sleep with you. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> And so I was like, okay, cool. So we're getting ready for bed or whatever. And I have a bathroom in my room and obviously a closet. And I don't, I am just such a chill, like down for whatever. Like, I don't really think much. I don't have these little like pet peeves or things, you know, that just have to be a certain way. So my bathroom door was open and my closet door just happened to be open probably because I was like looking through it earlier and Alicia is like getting in the bed and I'm turning off the lights and you know I'm being the good hostess that I am I'm like can I get you anything are you good and Alicia's like so you're just gonna leave the the bathroom door open you're gonna leave the closet door open like do you have to have that open and I was like well no um I was like, do you want me to close it? And she was like, yes. (laughs) And made this whole big deal about the doors being open, like all the doors needing to be closed. And she had her blanket and her pillow. Like she just had all these little nitpicky things. And it was so hilarious to me. (laughs) But it was hilarious to me because you... You do have this bratty side, like it's not bad or anything. <laughs> it's not like you're just being a total bitch, but like you're just like so. Like I need, like you, you have this like neediness about you that can be very bratty, and it was funny to me and it was kind of adorable too because I was like oh like you can't go to sleep until I close (laughs) all the doors and make sure the monsters aren't going to get you Like, I felt so much like you were like my baby for a second (laughs) or like this kid sister that I never had like you kind of are the kid sister that I never had but um yeah, I was like, okay, wow. So yes, when you say that you're a brat, I just
1: That's cracked so it up. <laughs>
0: you, you called are me a princess.
1: A when we were having the conversation. You were like, "You're such a princess." You are a princess. <laughs> I'm gonna get you a tiara. And you would never know these things until you're in situations like that. Like you never knew all these years you've known me, but you've never seen that side because we've never been in such a, a close space, like intimate space going to sleep. This is true. So yeah, um, I'm good at hiding basically. Yeah. So um it says on the site that brats are in essence naughty submissives. I just rolled my eyes by the way. They find disobedience a form of playfulness rather than letting their dominant down and require a compatible dominant who will not only teach them a lesson, but also, this is embarrassing, but also accept that any number of lessons might still not necessarily change this behavior. Brats typically match well with brat tamers. Mm. Anyway, so (laughs) my um, bottom two were owner. Which says, owners own pets' properties and take responsibility over them on a 24-7 basis. Sexuality is not necessarily involved in some cases. Animal role play attributes are also provided. Owners typically match well with pets. And I am not an owner or a pet. It's not my world. And then the other one was Master Mistress which says that they receive complete control over the life of their slaves and all responsibilities that come with it. They go a step further than dominance in the sense that their power exchange is present 24-7 and in all aspects of their lives. Their primary focus is to create a stable and safe environment for their slave to allow optimal optimal servitude. Masters, mistresses typically match well with slaves. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um. Do I agree? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I definitely agree <laughs> with my top two. Well, top two and bottom two. Um, yeah. Is this something I knew about myself? Um, yeah. I feel like it's, like, fortunately and unfortunately. But, like, it's not really unfortunately. It's just kind of... It's a part of me that I try to... um. Well, I don't have to try. It like the the brat part specifically like only comes out at certain times or like in certain situations or with certain people. Listen. We talked about Didn't we talk about like connections before or something like that? I mean, probably. Probably we, we talk about connections all the time. So I know, but it was something we were talking about like dealing with relationships. I forget what what episode it was, but it was something about um, relationships and like how different people bring out different parts of you. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really interesting to see like, you know, especially with the switch part too. I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with me. Um, With like different partners or even in like situationships, dating whatever it's really interesting to see who my brat comes out with and I've had times where the brat has come out and I've been so angry about it and even more angry that I wasn't able to control it like you know have you ever experienced somebody and they just make you feel away yeah I mean it's in like a sexual mushy like lusty like you you just cannot control yourself Mm mm-hmm so I've been in that situation and I just didn't want that to be a thing. And I just, I didn't like that. I couldn't control myself. I'm really big on controlling myself, how I am how I look, how I'm coming off, <clears throat> excuse me, like what I'm saying, like all of that. But if somebody can like see like right through me and they have like that dominance, honestly, and I'll be like, I have no choice, but to be submissive, I I hate it. Like I love it. It's such a a rush, but it's also like this is not supposed to be a thing, especially when we're not even like we don't even have that relationship. Mm-hmm. So why why am I melting just because you're talking to me?
0: I understand.
1: I understand. I hate this shit. I understand. <laughs> it just made me think about somebody who's actually still in my life. Like we're friends. But, like, mm-hmm. they know that they can do that. So I'm just always like, let me not talk to you as much as possible because <laughs> you just you just like to see me, like, weak. That's great. So anyway. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I definitely um, agree. I knew this already. Um, I think I also knew it, though, because I learned about BDSM some, some years ago. Um, and so it was more so like this was already a thing, but just put terminology to it that I didn't really no before
0: yeah and I think I mean obviously people when they hear BDSM they automatically think about like the bondage part of it mm-hmm. and like um think like Rihanna, SNM like chains and whips and you know all of that stuff but it's, yeah. it's interesting to like and, and I think people associate BDSM a lot with pain mm-hmm. Um, but not, it's not always about pain. It can be, but not always. And like I said before, it's not even always sexual. Um, and that there's a whole community like BDSM community out there where like, this is a thing, like this is, um, and another thing to emphasize too is I feel like BDSM does a really good job with consent, because when you are putting in all these different elements into the situation then it becomes even more imperative to make sure that everybody's on the same page mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate that the way the media portrays BDSM to be this like borderline abusive rapey thing it's really not which is why I despise the whole 50 shades of gray
1: thing Mm -hmm.
0: because I feel like media depictions like that are not accurate or really displays like a full or broad spectrum of what BDSM is and what and how it um how it's part of people's lives. Um, Yeah. And it kind of creates this like gray area between that and like just straight up abuse. And that is not, (laughs) yeah, that's just not a thing. I like when I talk to people that are like actually within the BDSM community, like they're always talking about consent and like Mm -hmm. always talking about safe practices and actually have like a much more under, under, Like, a better understanding of, like, their bodies and pleasure and in ways that, like, people that are just doing, like, the vanilla stuff don't. Um, And so I just find that so interesting that, like, I feel like BDSM is, like, so um, scrutinized and demonized a lot of times. Mm -hmm. But, like, even, like, just taking the test, I was like, well... You could like take some of these same concepts and like it not necessarily be within like what we think of when we think of BDSM, um, but like the role, like even just things like role playing and yeah, um, you know, are you more dominant or are you more submissive? Like these are things that even like people that aren't necessarily into BDSM. It like having that awareness and knowledge about yourself could heighten your like sexual health, you know, and understanding of how you like to receive and give pleasure. So, yeah, yeah, for it's sure. Perverted guys, it's yeah. And spoiler alert, Nomi said this in the episode that I'm going to release after this, you know, she's like, everybody wants to partake in it, they don't want to talk about it. And a lot of people that are preaching against it are doing it anyway. So, there's that. I'm, like, blinking my eyes. I'm doing that blink, my eyes. But you guys can't see it, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so, how did you feel about your overall results? I... Yeah, I was pretty much
0: on board with it, like, um, okay, because, like, the next top ones, like, after Warrior, was, like, dominant and non-monogamous, and I'm like, yep, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like to be in control, Um, and like I was saying before, I like to, I enjoy being the one that's, like, giving, like, pleasure or... I guess you know dominating the situation. I'm definitely a top, yeah. Um, and the non monogamy thing, like, yeah, monogamy's cute. Like if that's <laughs> what you want, um, cute, that's though. cool. It's, cu- it's cute. It's cute. It's <laughs> cute. Um, it's cool. I'm I'm not knocking people who are like. Monogamous. I think that's beautiful. I highly respect that. Obviously, like I was raised by two people that are monogamous. Um but i I am not <laughs> um at this time. do I have the potential to to be monogamous? Sure. um, if yeah, because we're I'm, we're always evolving and changing. But like, as of right now, I am not monogamous. I think monogamy um is limiting to me to me to me let me emphasize that to me (laughs) to you to me maybe it's not to you and like I said beautiful cute great wonderful bless you um great gowns beautiful gowns (laughs) yeah. (laughs) yeah but like particularly when it comes to sex like Okay, I guess that makes me a slut, but you know, whatever. Being a slut isn't the worst thing in the world. Okay. Because there are like murderers and you know racists and rapists, (laughs) you know, and all you gotta do is replace one letter. Right. And we have one in the White House right now. Sometimes
1: they're they're all in one person.
0: Yeah. Not that I'm accusing uh, 45 of being a murderer, but you, Shoot, know. you never know. Never know. So I think I'm doing pretty good, like <laughs> being a slut. So
1: <laughs> there's that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, it's interesting to me because I've taken this test multiple times. So like you said, we are always like changing and stuff. And nothing is ever like so changed that I'm like, whoa, I became what I like wasn't before. Um but just to see things move like up and down the list, like mostly for like the upper half. Just mm-hmm. to see those things kinda like change depending on like where I am in life is really interesting. But yeah, it's pretty much always on a on the right page. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: Well, um, should we segue into what started this whole thing, which was food? Yes. Yes. (laughs)
1: Let's talk (laughs) about food.
0: Okay, because, like, if you know me, I love food and I love sex. So, why not take the two together? So, I did some... I don't know. I did a quickie, <laughs> little research. I don't know. Because I was, as I was eating my apple pie and cookies and cream ice cream, which is the best combination ever, by the way, Um, as I was eating that, I was thinking, like, I wonder, like, about food and sex. So, first of all, everybody when we talk about food and sex, a lot of people just go straight to like aphrodisiacs, which are basically like foods that boost the libido or like can be a turn on, like can increase your, you know, ability to be turned on or, you know, be thinking about sex or whatever. Um, And it's after the, the Aphrodite, the goddess of love, the Greek goddess of love, which is where they get the word from. So, but I was kind of, you know, on the internet and (laughs) um, I found some interesting information about like best food to eat for sex and particularly with like your sexual health. And um, one article was talking about how keeping a good circulatory system is essential to sexual health because if you have a good circulatory system, like you're going to have better improvements with like stamina and sexual response so i found that interesting because i feel like we like to compartmentalize the different kinds of health but this just reaffirmed for me that everything is connected so if you're healthy physically mentally spiritually then your sexual health is gonna be better too you know so and it all were this like it was talking about like foods to eat, like to help improve your heart health, basically. And that included a wide range of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, fiber, healthy oils like olive oil or sunflower oil, seafood, nuts and legumes. So basically, you know, eating a well balanced, having a well balanced uh, diet, I guess you could say. I don't really like to use the word diet, but like, you know, eating, eating habits, I guess, whatever. Um, and then foods to boost your libido. They said oysters, crab, lobster, red meat, pine nuts. Like those were some examples. And they said that's due to the um, zinc content, which zinc is vital. It's a vital mineral to help with human functions like metabolism, stamina, and regulating testosterone. So for my men out there, that's super important to, you know, your sexual health is like having regulated testosterone levels and all of that. Um, And then foods to help maintain an erection. They said berries, citrus fruits, grapes, apples, hot peppers, cocoa products red wine green black or white tea so i was like hmm interesting um <laughs> and then i looked up some aphrodisiacs and um there's an article from cosmopolitan <laughs> that listed a bunch of foods. I'm not going to list all of them and I'll link the article in the episode description. So you guys can, you know, read about it later, but some that stood out to me were, um, avocados. <laughs> Cause they provide like energy and the B6, they have like B6 in it, which helps with testosterone production. Um, saffron which um dates back to apparently it dates back to Cleopatra who reportedly bathed in saffron infused milk um as a way to you know increase like in the libido for her i guess um hot chilies which stimulates sim- nerve endings on the tongue and releases adrenaline and endorphins which is like needed Um, to be aroused strawberries and cherries were like and bananas and apples like those were some of the main fruits that they talked about um and they also like made a point to say that whipped cream while it's not necessarily like there's no um minerals or elements within whipped cream that necessarily like contribute to like your sexual health per se. So it's not necessarily an aphrodisiac, but it can be because a lot of people like to use whipped cream in their sex play, which segues me into an article that I read on HuffPost um, that talked about why, why, like, incorporating food into the sexual experience or just food in general, why playing with your food is good for your sex life. That was the name of the article, actually. Why playing with food is good for your sex life. And um, the author talked a lot about, like, the senses, which I thought was interesting because I know we were talking about all the senses last Week a little bit when it came to talking about orgasms and pleasure,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so she said like taste, think about how you use your mouth in sex, and while eating, consider biting, using your tongues and lips. So she's kind of talking about how there's like how food and sex kind of go hand in hand, and when you think about it in relation to the senses, like there's similar function, and so when you like can play with your food. In that way, you can also play more in sex. So there's taste and then there's smell. The scent of food and the scent of our lovers can stimulate hunger and desire for both food and sex. Sight, seeing a beautifully presented meal, cakes or food displays, lingerie, naked bodies can stimulate arousal, desire, and yearning for both food and sex. Hearing, the sounds that we make when we see or taste food, the sounds of cooking food, the sounds that we make during sex, Think about it. Aren't the sounds very similar? Yes, they are. I'm thinking about when I was eating that apple pie Mm -hmm. and the sounds that I was making (laughs) in response to that good old pie and, you know, other things. Touch, um, using our hands to explore our food and food preparation, touching on lovers' skin or touching our skin. And then, so how do we bring food play, combining food and sexuality into our lives in a mindful and fun way? Um, And she kind of gives some tips like, go buy a chocolate bar, not any chocolate bar. Go shopping for this bar of chocolate as if you were going to choose a lover. Let the chocolate seduce you, shop around, sniff, handle the paper. Will you be seduced by the chocolate that is a little dangerous sounding like salt and caramel or hot pepper and dark Maybe one that is not too sweet. How will you eat it? Will you take it home and make it wait for you? Or will you eat it in the store in front of everybody? How will you tear the paper? Will it be slow and seductive, taking your time? Explore it all. Close your eyes and let it melt in your mouth. Then write it all down as if you were writing an erotic story. It's amazing. If you have a partner, read the story to them and tell it to them. Or post it in comments. Then do to your lover what you did to the chocolate. Now that's a mouthgasm. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, talk, incorporating food play into your sex life and how they're very similar. I often talk about like mouthgasms a lot. I, I think I have a mouthgasm almost every day. Um from what if, if I'm having a good day? Well, cause I I have to have a good meal, okay? Like, at least once a day. And, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, and I live in the South, so it's, good food is not hard to come by down here. Um. So, yeah, it's not necessarily sexual for me all the time. <laughs> I mean, it can be sometimes, I'll admit. But, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure that I was, having a little bit of a mouthgasm like when I was eating that apple pie because it was so good you know and like I took my time with it like I had foreplay with the apple pie like I was I didn't just like devour it like I was mindfully eating it like I I wanted to really enjoy the pie and like was started thinking about like its smell its texture how it tastes like the warmth in contrast with the coolness of the ice cream you know like I don't know and it was very enjoyable and I think like the way that we enjoy our food like and take our time with our food like we can also apply some of those same concepts when we're having sex with our partners like take your time explore you know um communicate that you're enjoying it like when I was talking to you I was like this pie is so good oh my god you know Mm (laughs) (laughs) um like or, and, and then like our cravings for food and also our cravings and desires for sex, like how she was saying with the chocolate, like, are you gonna, you know, wait till you get home to eat it? Like, so that anticipation, that buildup, that happens like when we're aroused. And like you were saying, like so, some people, like you just can't control yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, so are you gonna like, Like when you see your partner, are you just going to like mount them right then and there? (laughs) Or are you going to like let it build up and take your time? And sometimes I devour the chocolate in the store right then and there. And sometimes I wait to take it home with me and have a little fun with it. So, yeah, when you think about it, food and sex kind of go hand in hand. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to start um, incorporating or just being more mindful about that as I journey on into my sexual journey and also my journey with food. (laughs) Um, But I will say, like, all the articles that I was reading about food, like, please be safe with your food. So, like... um, some foods are not meant to like go inside you, so like, don't do that. <laughs> Wait, um, yeah, like, I'm just gonna say, that. like, don't do that, like, don't put certain things inside you. Um, but you can like play with different food, like, you know, like with the whipped cream or like honey or oh, yeah. popsicles, even. I read something about popsicles, like, you can simulate like certain oral things. With things like popsicles or suckers or candies, you know, things like that. Um, Just, you know, be prepared to maybe clean some shit up after. (laughs) Because I'm thinking about honey and how sticky it is. So maybe you Mm want to enjoy like a nice hot shower with your partner after you have fun with the honey. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Those are just my suggestions. I'm not an expert on any of this. And I also want to say, if you haven't figured out by now, Alicia and I are not experts. <laughs> just, we're just talking. We're just talking shit. So, <laughs> um, yeah.
1: I need to be more mindful about taking my time eating anyway. <laughs> right. See, because, <laughs> baby, when it's time to eat, it's time to eat. Okay, I'm not saying I'm right. like scarfing stuff down, but I definitely could could slow down, take a few breaths. see <laughs> yeah. However, let me be clear that this is not a correlation to my sex life. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> Well, I was going to, I was going to ask you, like, have you, in, have you ever incorporated food into the sexual experience with someone or maybe even yourself?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> um, mostly just like whipped cream and I've done chocolate drizzle as well. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. Anything okay. else? Uh, yeah. I, like um, I feel like those. That's that's about where I'll probably stop. I mean ice, but yeah, yeah. As far as like food, food, yeah, it's just those two. So I've had the, um, I've had regular whipped cream, and then I've also had um, alcohol infused. Mm. It's good. They got different flavors and everything. See there? So is
0: there a certain
1: food that you're
0: like, that you notice, like, if you eat, if you're eating and you're like, ooh, I'm aroused. Or are there foods that you like to avoid? Like, when you know, like, okay, I know I'm going to have sex tonight or today. Like, so I'm not going to eat
1: this. I mean, beans. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I think that's pretty much it. It's probably beans. I I might think about cheese, but like, no, I love cheese and and I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But beans, you just never know. Like sometimes you're good and then other times it's terrible. So that's pretty much it. But as far as foods that give me a feeling. I think. I think for me, it's more so about the seasoning or like the way the food is made. Mhm. Cause I, I, I can't I can't think of anything that was like if I was to just eat that just like I mean it's cooked or whatever, but just as is, I would be like, this is not a good experience. But it's it's like the flavor that's put into it. That that's the mm. part that does it for me. When you know, when something is really good and you start dancing, like <laughs> while you're <Yeah>. eating, <laughs> it's like there's different kinds of dances. Like there's some food that's like, oh, like this is touching my soul. And then there's other foods that's like, oh, OK, this is good. It's more like energy in the shoulders as opposed to like the deep stomach pelvis. Yes. You feel? I feel you. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much it, though. Cool well this was fun it was I feel like I learned so much about you (laughs) lord (laughs) you're not gonna remember any of this once we're done
0: probably always (laughs) because I remember everything that's not necessarily true but you know but you know I can just go back to this recording and you know if i need a little refresher need a reminder <laughs> whatever alicia i it was probably more difficult for me to share than you so there's that was it i don't know i feel like in the, the that first question i was like Ugh. <laughs> i wasn't ready right. <laughs> but hey i'm i'm going to i'm naming that even i obviously still struggle with talking about sex like it's easy to talk about it when we're talking about the vanilla stuff and like coming strictly from like a i mean i guess everything is somewhat educational but you know like um where it's more rooted in like more broad concepts i guess mm-hmm. and obviously like being the social justice warrior that i am <laughs> Like, it's easy to talk about, like, we need to talk about consent and bring down, like, harmful harmful systems and people that perpetuate, like, bullshit. Like, those things are very easy for me to say. But when it's just talking about, like, oh, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, that's still very hard. And I don't know why other than you know, (laughs) culture that told us that we had to be ashamed about it. So, yeah, I guess I'm naming my shame. (laughs) I don't know. You gotta name it before you can claim something else. So, yeah. But that's just where I'm at. But it was fun. It's cute. (laughs) What is this? It's cute. I don't know. It's my thing. So, there we go.
1: <laughs> yes, this was a great conversation.
0: This week for Shameless Plug, we just want to highlight some resources that have helped us on our journey of expanding our knowledge and opening up dialogue about sex. Some of those resources include sex educators, blogs, YouTubers, podcasts, and articles. And all will be listed in the episode description. So be sure to check that out. And if you follow us on social media, we will definitely be linking those resources there as well all this week. Let us know what you think and feel free to drop us your own list of resources that are helpful to you. So shout out to everyone who's doing their thing sharing knowledge and educating us about sex and opening up the dialogue
1: the song of the week is freak nasty by megan the stallion okay it's a wrap y'all ready let me let me scoot back a little bit Whew. i feel like i'm gonna mess up <laughs> you got it you got it you got it I'm running through your nigga house like a Tomb Raider. You gotta pass around, nigga. He a hot potato. I told him, eat it or get out. Let's show our tomato. But stop licking my pussy hard. That shit aggravating. Hey, he ain't mine. I just let him eat me up from time to time. Call that pussy pootie time, Cause I got the running kind. He can't compare me to none of these bitches. I got that Beyonce, that dream girl that listen. Freak, freak, freak nasty. Go a couple rounds, leave that dick up in the casket. I ain't wanna take the nigga from me. It just happened. You know I ain't come, boy, if you had to ask me. Freak, freak. Freak nasty lick on my hand, then I put it in his pants. Get to playing with that cock and make that motherfucker bam. And I walk and I talk like a pimp because I am. Hey,
0: hey, hey, hey,
1: <laughs> yes, Megan, yes, yes, my girl, I love her so much, she makes me happy. Yes, I know that's one of your faves. Good job, Thanks. Alicia, good job, thank you.
0: <laughs> yes. I was just gonna be like, I might be bad, but I'm perfectly good. At it. <laughs> yeah, but, but that song kind of triggers me, so I'm yeah, I'm gonna stop. Kay. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, bye.
1: Bye. We want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Continue the conversation with us. Develop a community with other misfits and mystics like us, and get your latest updates on shameless plugs and other news by following us on social media. We are on Instagram at Misfits and Mystics Pod, Twitter at Misfits Mystics, and we also have a Facebook page that you can like and share. Want to reach us directly?
0: Shoot us an email at misfitsandmysticspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And with your permission, we might give you a shout out on future episodes.
1: Don't forget to subscribe on whatever streaming service you're using to stay up to date on newest episodes being released.
0: Leave us a review on iTunes to help us gain more visibility. Plus, we appreciate the feedback.